and welcome to episode 15 of Soccer Spotlight on WQSU-FM, The Pulse. Again, your hosts, Anthony Heller, Ryan Campbell. After another exciting week of soccer over in Europe, plenty of talking points once again, Ryan. Yeah, there has some, been some big games this weekend, a lot of stuff to talk about it, and I just really am happy to share it with you guys. Yeah, we, we saw a lot of really interesting things happening this weekend uh, and uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday as well. Uh, so we're going to start with the Premier League. Uh, a couple big results, a big loss for Newcastle, uh, and especially ahead of the Carabao Cup final, mm-hmm. losing their goalkeeper. We'll talk about that later, but uh, again, Newcastle versus Liverpool. Liverpool 2-0 win and fully deserved. Of course, easily. Just Liverpool looked like they were back to their old selves this game for the first 20. But the one thing that was concerning was just after the red card, Newcastle looked like they could have got back if they were playing with 11 men still. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think, you know, I saw people saying, oh, Liverpool were lucky. That's nonsense. They weren't lucky, but it was just concerning. And a precursor to come from when they went 2-0 up in the Champions League where it's just like I saw just glimpses and flashes that whoa just because they're tuned up they haven't put the game of game away like the game is still there and Liverpool look like they could let the team get back in it yeah you know I think any game where the man of the match is the goalkeeper means that you you defended a lot uh, and, and they did Allison mm-hmm. made a few big saves uh, but they started the game they were absolutely all over Newcastle mm-hmm was that Darwin Nunez goal? People, people thought handball. Absolutely not. I, I'm just gonna say that right now. Goal. Absolutely not. Uh, and then the goal for Cody Gak. But what a pass that was by Salah as well. It was an absolute beauty of a pass. And so Liverpool two 0 mm-hmm. and then the red card for Nick Pope. Uh, what was he thinking? What was he doing? Right before the cup final two. What was he? What was he doing? I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, that, that it, it's beyond me how how he managed to to do that. It's inexcusable. And right before a final two, where you're going to be suspended, it's just mind blowing to me. I mean, really, you should be conscious of that. At that point in the game, is it worth taking the red card? Not at this point in the season with what's coming up to. It's not. No, like ahead of a cup final, especially. I think at that point, you know, you're already two 0 down. Mm-hmm. It's not worth taking. Like. Maybe if you're two up or mm-hmm. one up and it's later in the game, yeah, take the red card. But at that stage of the game, I don't think it's the right decision to take the red. That stage of the game and also what it means to Newcastle this cup final too because they haven't won a trophy in so long. It's just mind-blowing to me. Yeah, especially because Martin Dubravka is cup-tied. And again, like I said, we're going to mm-hmm. talk about that more later. But, you know, what I'm saying here, what I'm thinking here is what do you do? It's it's not the right decision. Like at that stage of the game, taking the red isn't the right decision. And you know it's a conscious decision to take the red card. You know you're either mm-hmm. conceding a goal or you're taking a red card. And the thing is, he decides, okay, yeah, I'm going to take the red. Just concede the goal. And and another day that could have turned really ugly for Newcastle. I mean, if Liverpool, if this were Liverpool. Last season, they would have put them away. They would have been 7-0 up by halftime. Mm-hmm. 
and you know, and, and say what you will. Like, yeah, Newcastle had a lot of chances when they were down to ten, but so did Liverpool. Liverpool could have scored easily two or three more. Yeah, the game could have been two two, but it could have just as easily been five now. So at that at that stage of the game, especially when you're a team competing for a spot in Europe, and Newcastle and Liverpool are probably going to be the two closest at the end of the season for the fight for fourth place. And Tottenham. I think and Tottenham as well. I think I think it is going to be Liverpool and Newcastle fourth and fifth, and then Tottenham sixth. Um, I do I do think Liverpool will still grab the fourth place. Their their league form has been. I mean, the Everton game was good. The Newcastle game was good. The first twenty minutes of the Madrid game were really good. But how does the Madrid game affect their league form? That's the only thing I have to say. I I think they're gonna have. I I you know I think if Klopp knows, if Klopp does. It right gets it right like he almost always does. He's gonna try and put that game in the back burner mm-hmm. until it's time to come back. It's time to go to the Bernabeu. But yeah, it was, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that later as well. But yeah, yeah no, it was terrible. Uh, so now, Villa and Arsenal, four two. Ryan, what do you think about Emmy Martinez's um, decisions in that game? I would say one on Arsenal's third goal. I can't blame Amy Martinez because he has a dog. That's a great strike by Jorginho. Jorginho. And that and he's he's and been I thought that's way in. better. He was he's been way better at Arsenal than he was at Chelsea all season. He has it, but the fourth goal, I don't know what he's thinking because Emery came out and said I did not tell him to go up, so I don't know what he's thinking. Cause I I could see maybe if this is for the champ like for the Champions League or even this is for the for the Premier League. And it's the last game of the season, last minute, and you to win the Champions League or Premier League. But no, what are you doing? It's mid, it's still midway through the season or past midway through the season, and there's still a lot of time to be played. Why would you go up? Goal difference could still matter. Yeah, I mean, where the and the place they are in the league, a, a point there isn't going to change where they are. I think they're they're going to be around 11th at the end of the season, no matter what happens. I don't think they're they're not in a European fight. They're not in a relegation fight. Yeah. They're in that space where the only team they're really competing with is Chelsea. It's it's Chelsea and Villa, I think, or 10th, 11th, what, and that's what's going to happen. There's no point doing There's no point going forward. Like, I don't really get I could see the yeah. error. Well, it, it's Emmy Martinez. You have to re, I think we have to acknowledge it's Emmy Martinez. Yeah. He's a little bit nuts, mm-hmm. uh, and he would have gone for, he, Let's face it, he probably would go forward in the 20th minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I'll say though that this, the goal, the goal was I can't even blame him to be honest because yeah. if you're a fan of football you just had to tip your cap to Jorginho and say well done yeah and no, I mean I think it's I think it's um, I think it's a bit ironic that it happened to Emmy Martinez mm-hmm. that what happened to, what happened there happened to Martinez because for all the all the nonsense he does mm-hmm. I think it's finally coming back to bite him with that yeah. And you know when I saw that goal, I just laughed. There's not much more I can say. Um, but and then obviously City dropping points is huge. But one thing I want to say though is that even though City dropped points, this was a statement win for Arsenal because this is a win that says, "All right, we had a little bit of fumble, but we're back on track. Let's go. Let's close out the season." And this is a standard we have set. This is standards our today has set because this is a win. If Arsenal go back and win the title, we go back to here and say, Jorginho. This game right here. This is a game where they put it down. A statement said, 
yeah, we believe and everyone else better start believing we could be champions too because now there, there's a possibility they could be five points clear of City again. And City right now isn't in the best form either. No, so obviously. This, we'll mention, go to the Champions, we'll head over to the Champions League now. 1-1 one, one draw with Leipzig. Uh, how did this happen? <laughs> this isn't the same City's team. We have to remember that. The runs that Holland was making, they were not connecting. And I think Holland is going to get very frustrated and start showing more, getting more upset. If I think it, I, you know, I think it was another classic example of Pep overthinking. Why didn't he not use no subs to? Can he someone used, explain he zero that subs? To he was not. I mean, Holland had a bad game. Holland, he didn't get his service because let's face it, Holland's an incredible goal scorer, but he's not involved in the buildup. But they, but the runs he was making, they were finding him. Though I saw one play where Gundogan, he had a chance to play Holland in. He went and played it sideways, and I'm just like, play Holland the ball. You play Holland three, four, five. Those balls, the defenders drop back, and and it gets space for the guys to create players underneath to work. And it also make opens up the game for City more. They can't, don't know how to use Holland right. The players on the pitch, I don't know if it's Guardiola telling them. Or it's just a player's, but someone needs to come out and explain this fast. Because I just look at City, play Holland the ball. When we saw Dortmund, Holland was making a lot of those just outpacing people, outbuying people just on runs. Like just playing the ball to him long. Play the ball to Holland long sometimes. I know it's not your game, but make it your game sometimes. Like we saw during the Arsenal game where Arlen Holland became a biz, bruisical bully. Come on. Yeah, I mean, it's really like you're not getting the ball to, and he's your big, he's your marquee player now. Like he's, you guy, like you give him the ball, he's gonna score goals. But the thing is, he's not involved enough. He doesn't get himself involved, and now City are building up now effectively with ten. Yes, Holland's goal numbers are absurd, but everyone else's goal numbers have dropped a lot. Mm. Now you're you're really it's give it to De Bruyne, hope he crosses, hope Holland's there. That's that's what it is. It's become so much different the City team, mm-hmm. and you know I think if if Holland properly integrated himself in the build-up City, we'd be running away with the league. Maybe, but at the same time, we've seen it before with Zlatan, where Guardiola didn't really know how to use Zlatan. Yeah, I mean it's it's a thing like City, you know, as good as Holland is, City is not the right team for him. I think he would thrive on a team like Madrid or even Barca or Liverpool even. A team that play with a proper striker. like, like he, Even Arsenal this season. He oh, he'd be, be much. He'd be he'd, he'd, he'd probably have 40 goals if we were with Arsenal. The thing is, City don't City are worse with a proper striker. Their, their play as a whole is worse with a proper striker. It's now, Holland, if Holland could press, like if Holland pressed the way Darwin Nunez did, the way Cody Gakpo did, he would be perfect mm-hmm. for Liverpool. Because that's that's what Liverpool are missing up in, mm-hmm. in attack is a is a finisher. Darwin Nunez's finishing is not great. Cody Gakpo's finishing is not great. Mm-hmm. Mo Salah's finishing has been much worse than it was last season. They're they're lacking they're lacking in in clinical and in, in being clinical in attack. That's that's where they're faulting in attack. Obviously, the the big issue is not in attack; mm-hmm. it's in midfield and in defense. Um, and obviously, Gakpo and Nunez have both been really good recently. 
but they aren't they aren't the same level of finishers as Holland is. I think he'd be yeah, I think he'd be a perfect match for Liverpool. Uh, but we'll probably never know. Unless um, unless something drastic happens and Holland wants to stay in the mm-hmm. Prem. I think if he stays in the Prem if, if and City are, are kicked out of the league, I think he will probably go to Liverpool. Mm. But I also Maybe don't Arsenal. Know. Maybe. I think I mean he definitely he you know, if he's willing to take a massive pay cut, he could go to Leeds. But they no. might not be in the Prem next season, no. so I mean, he no. is—he is actually—he is a Leeds fan. I know, but there's no way. There's, but there is no way. Right now. Not this stage of his career. But no. there's also one more thing I want to say. When I think about it, though, City have kind of lost a way of playing with a striker from the era of Aguero to Holland. Yeah, Jesus I mean, wasn't really a striker at City, too. Yeah, well, I mean, last season he was using—he was being used mostly as a winger. Um, yeah, I think now once Pep went to the era, went went to playing with a false nine. He lost his way, and and when they tried to go back to a proper striker, it didn't really work. And the team is not responding well to it. And let's talk about the other notable Champions League game: uh, Liverpool and Real Madrid. What happened? Liverpool collapsed. That's what I had to say. It, it was t- the first twenty minutes. Liverpool looked like they were going to win five 0 that was the hap- that was the most positive I've been about Liverpool in months. I thought it was a great start, but when I look back at it, though, it's the same signs I saw at the Newcastle game going two 0 up and didn't know what to do. Really, it's like they were so used to. It's like they're so used to conceding first now that when they they score first, they don't know what to do. Because how five goals by Real Madrid in response? The first goal was pure world-class from Vinicius. That is Real Madrid making something out of nothing. Yeah. It, the thing is, Gomez should have done better with Gomez him. Gomez should have, but you have to take your cat to you, Vinicius. You have to give credit to Vinicius, but Gomez should be doing better there. The second goal, I don't know what Allison was thinking. The second goal... he That's... Same with Courtois. That game, goalkeeping in that game was a disaster. I'll get both goalkeepers the just a slight, just leeway... Because both made a mistake in this game, but it was they were both horrible yeah, mistakes. I mean, both, but goalkeeper, Courtois, both goalkeepers were Courtois, disasters. The difference was Courtois' team building him out. Allison and Liv- didn't get built out by Liverpool. No, I mean, is we we have to have a serious conversation here about Joe Gomez? Why is he playing for Liverpool? He's not a he's not a Champions League defender. He's not. He's is he even a Premier League defender? I'll pump Premier League, probably like somewhere like Nottingham Fortis. You know, at this point, as I mean, I'm a Liverpool fan. Everyone knows that. Every viewer here, every you all know that. Um, I want to see Nat Phillips play. I think it's time to bring. I think it's time to bring back Naldini. Mm-hmm. Because let's face, it, he's. It's almost like Liverpool aren't even trying. They went two 0 up. They were absolutely all over Madrid. The first twenty minutes, we could have won. If we play like that, we'd be any team in the world. We were we were all over them. Obviously, the Courtois mistake helped. He almost made a second one, but we forced him into those mistakes. Those mistakes were forced. Allison's mistake was unforced. He he could have he just passed the wrong way. He should have passed the opposite side. He was going for Trent. He should have gone to Robertson. Uh, and then. Nobody, we were just standing, the third goal, we were just standing in a line, and Militao has 
all the time in the world. Absolutely what was that marking? wide open. What was that marking? I just had to ask. There was no there was no organization. There was no marking. Ball watching. At its finest. Every last one of them. Every and coach he, tells you from youth, they say don't ball watch, especially on free kicks and corners. And that's what they did. Yeah. And then the fourth goal, the deflection. There's not a whole lot you can do. But at the but same Gomez time. Gomez was too slow. Yeah. If if from the position he was with the shot, there's not much you can do. But in the in the build up to the shot, he should have been in front. The fifth goal though by Real Madrid, again, it's just world class. Luka Modric. I think he's 38. What 37, I'm, yeah. 37. What I'm seeing him doing, I think, is more impressive than what Ronaldo and Zlatan has done. Croatia and for Real Madrid. You cannot tell me. That run right there, I forget who he outpaces, but that was just pure, just world class. That looks like a run a 22-year-old making, a 24-year-old, not a 37-year-old is making. Yeah, I, I think it was Henderson. So you know, fair but, enough to outpace him because Henderson's still, slow. But still, thirty-seven. Um, but Henderson yeah, 37, has to do. Henderson still should be doing better. And then Benzema gets in. Gomez completely loses track of him. And then there's not much Allison can yeah. do at that point. He's just got to. It's one of those where you just kind of stick yourself at it. Mm-hmm. Like I was a goalkeeper. I know. You that that those situations is where you just kind of mm-hmm. throw your body at it and hope you get something yeah. on it. And it's like because in that situation, mm-hmm. it's never a goalkeeper's fa- fault yeah. if if that's conceded. So the point, the thing is, four four goals in that game directly Joe Gomez's fault. The, I think if Joe Gomez starts his next game, I don't, I I, I won't have any words. It, it it was one of the worst performances I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. The you other know, thing I'll say though too is that the neat. We had to, I think Allison's mistake is worse, though. I just had to say, when I think about it, Allison should have turned out the way. Why would you play the same way you see the ball from you have a defender coming towards you? I don't get that. Can you explain that to me? Because I don't see the logic in it. Yeah, you know, so as a goalkeeper, you're usually taught to play the way you're facing. But not when a guy's coming but like you. Yeah, no. You play have, the other way. The thing is, you have time to try and, to like, you can either go deeper like you can make that yeah. th- a sideways ball rather than the diagonal and have Trent come drop into it don't even try that to me against the, in this big big of a magnitude game just kick into stands if worse comes to worse Wor- yeah worse comes to worse just send into the stands Vinicius is in a position where if you go the opposite way I think and you, you probably have time you can take a touch he'll be behind you because he's he's sprinting at you you have time to take a touch mm-hmm. the other way you have a time to put it get it on your left foot I see what you're saying but at the same time, Housen's confidence isn't that high because of what Liverpool have been this season. So yeah, that's what no, I'm saying. Don't try that because I'd rather him play the one way or just boot out of bounds. Because right now, if Allison was like a Rams and his team was flying, or Ederson still and his team is flying, I'll be like, all right, I can understand that. When you're giving up goals, your confidence is shot. And you, even though it might not be your fault, you're still going to feel like, whoa, this is on me. Yeah, I mean, I think... You know, in, if I were in that situation, I'd probably take a touch, get it on my left foot, and send it out to Robertson on the left side. Um, but, you know, he's gone for a quick decision. Obviously, you have so much, mm-hmm. so little time to react. you, you got Vinicius bearing down on you. Yeah. So I think there's a little bit of leeway for that, you know, a quick decision. Uh, but, yeah, he should not be putting it where he put it. You either just send it into the sky, you play 
a more diagonal ball mm-hmm. that he can't track down, or you go to the opposite side. Mm-hmm. There's there's three out of four. There's three of four possible ways you do it. You pick the wrong one, it causes a goal. Mm. And so next we'll talk uh, today's game, the Euro in the Europa League. Uh, today's big game in the Europa League, Man United and Barcelona. Who do you think goes doing this tie? Who's hosting the second game? United. I think United. I say United's favorites, but it's a hard one. Because if Dembele is fit, I would say probably Barcelona goes through. But at the same time, I don't want to can out Lewandowski because these are the type of games, even though it's Europa League, you pay Lewandowski the big bucks for any turn, any supposed to turn up. Yeah, I mean, I, I do, I do think, you know, I mean, United have been in good form. I do think they'll be, they'll. I'll say the winner comes in penalties. I don't know who, but the winner will come in penalties. And I think that's entirely plausible. I think a draw. I, I, I think a draw is likely. This is going to be a game that's decided by either one goal or penalties. I think one goal, extra time, or penalties. This because this is a such a tough tie to call because both teams. You could see why they could go through, and you could make perfectly good arguments. Absolutely, absolutely. But it's just Barcelona injuries, I think, might be the downfall. If Barcelona has a healthy team, I think they go through. And also, I think Pedri is out, too. Yeah, Pedri and Gavi are out. Yeah, Pedri and Gavi are both out. Which which is a huge loss mm-hmm. for for Madrid, uh, for Barcelona, obviously. Um, yeah, so I, I do think, in the end, I do think United will go through. Mm-hmm. I think United uh, goes through because but, of but the... barely. It's going to be a good game, but barely. Yeah, and then, so for this weekend, a few big games coming up uh, across the top five leagues. So the first, the Premier League's biggest game this weekend, Tottenham and Chelsea. I think Chelsea get exposed this weekend. I'll I, say what three zero. I think that's a stretch. I think that's a stretch. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be two now. Uh, I don't know. I just think from what we saw at at the start of season because we still have to remember the, the first game they played at the Bridge. That was a crazy game, and I don't think Tottenham is gonna forget that. Even though Grandpa wasn't in charge, I think Tottenham's gonna be coming out to get blood, and also. I, I could see Joao Felix getting wound up and sent off because if Pedro Porro plays. Another one? If oh, Pedro, oh, oh, yeah. If Pedro right. Porro plays and he says something to him, that's a con. There, that's there, a con- this- and Conte likes those type of guys, those tough guys, a little bit dirty. And it, I could see Joao Felix losing his head. And I can't even blame him. I, you know, I yeah, I wouldn't blame him. I think he is going to go. I mean, I think. I mean, Emerson has been in good form, but I think, you know, you got to think about it. You got to think about what this sort of thing is. You also run the risk, though, that this game gets out of control, and you then I think was- Conte has to be. I think I think you have to be mindful of that. Mm-hmm. If you if you do that, there's a risk of you going down to ten as well. And you know if you can if you can drag Chelsea if you can wind Chelsea up without causing without doing any like without getting wound up yourself. Um, I think. Yeah. There's that opportunity to be taken, but um, we already seen some hotheads. That I think will play like Havertz for no Havertz, last time. Havertz is a hothead. That's what I'm, um, that's what I think. Because obviously Romero Romero is going to do everything he can to get in his head. Again, 
Um, we don't know about how these new guys will react to this situation. Yeah, Enzo and, Fernandez, I think, is a bit of a hothead. Uh, yeah, and it's their for and a lot of these players. It's their first North London derby. We have to see how they react because I think Chelsea could really be got out here. And no offense, but Grandpa is too much of a nice guy. I feel like to have his team just in control and say, "Don't get wound up by sorts of yeah. things." But but similarly, Tottenham have players that are prone to red cards. Romero, Romero could be sent off. I don't. I mean, there's there's a number of players in this game that could be sent off. I would be surprised if if there's not at least one red given. I, yeah, no, I. You've got a few players that are quick triggers. Christian Romero, quick trigger. Oliver Skip, he's young. Mm-hmm. He could be a quick trigger. Emerson, quick trigger. Mm-hmm. Richarlison, probably quick the trigger. quickest trigger in the league. I, I think if 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 you want to get one Premier League player mad, if there was a cash prize for getting one Premier League player mad, and you got to pick who you had to get mad, your pick would almost hundred guaranteed be Richarlison. Mm-hmm. Also, Sonny Min. He's a quick trigger. Most people don't realize it, but every Sun he's got that nice pipe, nice guy profile. But he he was sent off three times in a year. Sun human, I still remember the time you punched someone at Bournemouth. That was yeah, that was a, a good um, one. You remember? Obviously, he's he's been sent off against Chelsea before. Did that kick out on Rudiger a couple of years ago? Sun human, if he, he could be got at too. That's why I think this is going to be a dirty game again. This is yeah, but this game is going to be chaotic. It's going to be crazy. This game neutral for uh, neutral viewers in this game. If you're if you if you're looking for a game to watch this weekend, this is a game. This is the game. This is the game. Physical, hard tackles going in, no love loss. Worries going to be said and controversy after. I feel like absolutely. I feel like next Thursday we're going to be talking about something going on in this game that we're just going to be mind blown about. Well, absolutely. I remember back in September we talked about the last time these two met. And it was it was fireworks. There's one other game that could have similar levels of fireworks. That's also on Sunday, Marseille and PSG. When do these guys not get into fights? I still remember the Alvaro Neymar situation. That I do f- remember that. I think that, that that was the game that that game finished nine on eight. Yeah. There were five red cards in a couple minutes. PSG aren't in good form, and also during their last game. I think it was against Lily, right? Yeah. There is so much stuff going on during the game from the sporting director coming onto the field to rumors circulating and actual from credible sources that the coach is gone during the game while they're losing. After the, after Lily came back, right before PSG had to come back and Messi and Neymar's, I mean Messi and Mbappe saved the day from Neymar's injury. First, I want to just talk about before we talk about game. What is the sporting director doing? That looks so bad on the coach to have the sporting director come onto the pitch and also from previous matches of also talking to the team during halftime. Go back and do your job. That's the coach's job. What do you think about that? I, I, I think Galtier might have lost the dressing room. Galtier has definitely lost the dressing room. I don't think Galtier is cut out for, for a team with this sort of personality. But not a lot of people are. The one that was the you one thing I can't be, fault them. I think there's one guy in, in in management right now that I think would actually get this PSG team. Mourinho. Exactly. That's the guy that they were talking about too. I was when I saw Mourinho, I was like, that's actually makes sense though. During the match when I saw it was trending that Mourinho and I was just like, 
Mourinho might actually be able to get the best out of these guys. Three. Yeah, I think that's 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 the guy. I think he's the guy. He might lead the club in mess, but they get PSG what they always wanted, their holy grail. And he can win the Champions League. He did it at Porto. If he can do it at Porto, he can do it with this team. If he can get this team. I mean, if this team gets going together, mm-hmm. which they haven't done, and that's why they haven't won the Champions League, if, if, if Mourinho can get that team flowing, playing as a team and not just as a group of individuals, they can they mm-hmm. can and probably will win the Champions League. Yeah, because to me, Galtier has definitely lost the dressing room. There's no way. Because what are we seeing now from Neymar and Arquinhos having fights with sporting director to everything? Yeah, I mean, the dressing room Galtier is, is a really good manager, but he's not cut out for PSG. Yeah, to even Mbappe's comments about Neymar, too, about him going to a poker game after the barring game where they lost and also getting seen eating McDonald's. Yeah, that was that was that that's not a good look. The dressing room is going... And to me, Galtier, I'll be surprised if Galtier makes it to the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I could see him staying to the end of the season, um, but I think he's gone at the end. Get Mourinho in. You gotta go and, and try and get Mourinho. Whatever, whatever, you do whatever it takes to get him. But at the same time, I feel bad because we have seen so much coaches, top-level coaches fail at PSG because they couldn't handle it. And it's not the coach's fault. It's the it's culture. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, obviously, PSG right now is not a place you want to be. PSG is a players' club, and I think it would be worse if they had Pogba and they actually were able to pick up Pogba. Oh, that would be a disaster. PSG just has too much, but and and you, they also have to be mindful because Barca are only five points back. Mm-hmm. This could, I mean, they they're in serious danger. Yeah. And they almost lost. They almost lost too, or tied. If it wasn't for Messi, Messi and Mbappe, Mbappe's goal save save a point for them. And Messi just picked the three points out of nowhere with the last kick game. Because when you look at that goal, I don't know if you have seen different angles of it. That was an amazing goal from Messi. Yeah, it was. It was a really good goal. Who do you think wins this game, though? Marseille. Marseille. I don't know for Marseille. It's it's at Marseille. The Marseille crowd is good. I think Marseille wins. Even with Neymar being injured? Even with Neymar being injured. I would say if Neymar was on the pitch, i put Marseille to win. But I'll go for PSG. I have faith in Mbappe and Messi for PSG. I think they're a better team when Neymar is out. I I think there's going to be fireworks. There's going to be red cards. There'll be a red card, but... There, should, there, there will almost certainly be a red card. I just... I put my trust in Mbappe and Messi just because I feel like their link-up play is so much better when Neymar isn't on the field. And they, they PSG could actually defend one more person when Neymar's out. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a, there's, a, there's a thing. I mean, there's questions to be had about who comes into that place, whether it's Ekatike. You know, you almost want to have Messi, maybe Messi playing at the 10. Think maybe go Ekatike and Mbappe in front because Ekatike presses. It's either that or you go for Renato Sanchez or or Vitinha mm-hmm. at the ten and try and go that way. I, I don't think there's really any real answer, and I I do think I do think Marseille are gonna win. Marseille for the win. Big prediction. We'll see on Thursday, but there you never know. There might be another brawl coming out of this game. <laughs> there could be. I, or riots. No, I expect there to be fireworks. 
it's France. Anything is possible in France too. Absolutely. Um, so one more game we want to talk about. Uh, that's coming up uh, over in La Liga. Uh, Real Madrid and Atletico. Yeah, so first, imagine we'll talk about uh, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid. Uh, a big game, uh, especially for Real Madrid, because if they lose, I think you can just about call the title race over. I think Barcelona, I feel like Barcelona aren't going to lose it with Xavi in charge. I'll be shocked with the players they have now, the quality they have. They're a Champions League team. They're just unlucky. They went through a bad phase to get out the Champions League. I think they're definitely better than Inter. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think if Madrid lose here, I think the title is gone. I don't see Madrid losing, though, to be honest. Because I, I don't. I don't either. But I think if they do, I think the title is gone. I see Real Madrid win, kicking on for the win at Liverpool. And also, Atleti never really wins against Real Madrid. No, they, they don't. Madrid always has their number. No, they don't really beat either of the big boys, do they? They beat Barcelona more, though. They could get under Barcelona's skin and know how to beat them, but I can't really ever remember a famous Atletico Madrid win against Real Madrid. Yeah, I mean, that is definitely true. Yeah, just one of their last 13 in the Liga. Even when they won the title, they didn't beat Real Madrid. I think Real Madrid beat them both times. Yeah, uh, the last the, so of the one win in the last thirteen for Atleti in La Liga in this fixture, and the one was one nil away back in twenty twenty two. You know, at the end of last season. Oh yeah, I believe after Madrid had already wrapped up the league. Yeah, they wrapped up the league. That is still not good. Yeah, I mean it's it's been tough. They haven't scored in three straight away games. Uh, Madrid. Do you think Simeone's at, out at the end of the season? Yeah. Same. I think they get Joao Felix, Felix back in and make him happy. Yeah, I th- I think that's the key. I think you know I think Chelsea are gonna throw some money at him uh, and they might get him. But I think. But I think Simeone. But I think if Simeone goes, I think Avadi are gonna do everything they can to keep hold of him. I think Simeone goes to Italy, though. Uh, yeah. He probably coaches his son, too. Where's his son at? Is his son still in Napoli? Oh, is it Inter? Wait, I think he either Napoli or Inter. I'm not sure, but I saw somewhere that he, I, that he was on Inter. Someone told me, but I haven't really kept up with him after what happened after he left. He is at Napoli. Yeah, I forgot which, what's the last club he was at, but after he left, it's been hard. But it's also good that his son could be learning from Aussie men, though, taking notes. Yeah, that's true. I think I think if he does go to Italy, I think he's gonna bring, buy, get his son. Napoli aren't getting rid of Spalletti. Napoli, that would be. A I think it might be decision. Inter. Yeah, it could be Inter. I don't know what they. I don't know what Inter will do with Inzaghi. Um, he's not going to Juve. No. Well, at this point, I don't even know if Juve are going to get rid of Allegri. 
Maybe AC Milan. Eh. I don't know. I feel like I don't think I don't think it would do that. I think they might. I don't think Inzaghi would go straight from Inter to Milan. That's I mean that's that's a death sentence. Oh no, I'm talking about Simeone. Oh oh. <laughs> no not not Inzaghi. I'm talking no, about no, Simeone. No, no. Yeah, Simeone no. Inzaghi might... Inzaghi going to Milan would be a disaster. That would be yeah. the worst thing he could possibly do. No, I'm thinking talking about Simeone maybe going to Milan. No, yeah, that is possible. I. He could even go to. I mean, if if Mourinho goes to PSG, he could go to Roma. Roma might be a fit, but I, th- I think he might want to go to somewhere of a bigger team, a bigger club. In somewhere Italy. where he's getting Champions League football. Oh, in t- well, Roma are in the Champions Roma League. Roma are getting Champions League, but they're historically not as big as the other ones. That's why I root Atlanta because I don't think he'll go to. Yeah, Atlanta I don't think either. he would go to Atlanta. I think I I think the most likely landing spot is is Inter. Inter or AC, I think. Yeah. I think Inzaghi could. I mean, somebody's got to go to Roma because I think Mourinho is going to go to P. If Mourinho goes to PSG, and I think he will. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll we'll see on that. Um, and then so we'll, we'll talk one last game, uh, the Carabao Cup final. I'll and go for United three or four zero win three. I, I think probably. they're gonna. I think they're gonna beat him pretty healthily. Rashford scores two, I think, and continues his great form. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a tough game for Newcastle. Without Nick Pope, they can't use Dubravka because he's cup-tied. Yeah. And uh, Liverpool fans, you'll remember the name of the goalkeeper that's likely to start for Newcastle, and uh, not in a good way. I'm certain I don't remember him particularly fondly. Uh, one German man by the name of Loris Karius is projected to start for Newcastle in the Carabao Cup final. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the last time he played for an English club was the 2018 Champions League final, and obviously remember it happened there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, not, not very fond memories for me back mm-hmm. in uh, Kiev, back in 2018. One thing I'll say, though, is uh, I kind of feel bad for Newcastle. For all they've been through, they just had this. Yeah, it's been so long since they won a major trophy, and they get this far. They've had such a good season. And then this happens, they're probably... I don't back him for Champions League. Bob no. was going to back him for the Carabao Cup. I mean, EFL Cup, but... Yeah, obviously yeah. they're out of the FA Cup, too. I think I think they'll, they'll qualify for Europe. I think I'm confident in that. They'll qualify for Europe, but not the Champions League. No. So here's the thing. There's six spots, I think, that I'm confident... Six teams I'm confident about making, getting into Europe. And they're Arsenal, City... United, Tottenham, Newcastle, and Liverpool. Who gets the seventh spot? So this is a tough one. This, I was, I want to say, Fulham. I'm gonna go with Brighton. That's my pick. But when I think about it too, I'll probably go with Brighton, because. We could see that Graham Potter was not the reason Brian was that successful. No, no. And I think when we're seeing that Chelsea, all has been is English overhype again. Yeah. No, I, I mean, obviously, I think Zerbi has been a better coach. I think Potter, let's talk about that real fast. I think Potter should be gone. I, yeah, I, I, I support that. Southampton out the weekend. Are you serious? This is a new low. The, that was ter- That was bad. Even when Mourinho was was having that talk time at Chelsea, it was never this bad. No, I mean... This is this is remember that story uh you know that like kind of fictional story of the time Chelsea got relegated? 
Yeah. This is this is what it feels like. It does. That story is what it feels like. It's like every week it gets worse. I don't know how far they could fall. This is relegation form. They, they are like relegation form. It is relegation form. Simple as that. I mean, there's a real chance that they finish bottom half. I would not be surprised. Get Graham Potter out of there. He has, to me, bring... Like I said, that race with, with, with Villa in 11th, Villa are three points behind them. But who? what manager comes to Chelsea, though, right now? I don't know. Like Even Liverpool, who were mocked relentlessly and, and mm-hmm. fairly mm-hmm. Um, for having a terrible season, they're still four points ahead with a game in hand. Mm-hmm. Like Effectively, and, that, and the game in hand is against each other. And I think they could still pu- pull out a top-class manager to Liverpool. I don't see Chelsea coming out with a top-class manager. No, I don't think they do. I mean, I still think Liverpool... Well, Liverpool are, can't sack Jurgen Klopp right now. They won't, but... But I'm just saying, in the case, if if both teams were a job prospect in the, for the summer, you certainly take Liverpool over Chelsea. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I think the only reason you wouldn't is for having the budget. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, I absolutely is a better place to be. I think Liverpool are a much more organized, well-organized club, well-run club. Chelsea just heaps of money. Um, mm-hmm. and, and spent very poorly. So yeah, I think at the end of the se- I think at the end of the season, Chelsea will probably have a new manager. And they're probably I don't think they're going to be. There's almost no chance they'll be in Europe. It's just try and salvage the best best possible end of the season that you can, or otherwise there's there, there you've got to fix something quick or. Because this 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 form could spiral into next season, and they didn't have that that strong start, or at least that stronger start where they were up towards the top. It's still in the top five. Uh, now they they won't have that next season. And if it keeps spiraling like this, they could be in a relegation fight next season if it stays like this. Uh, on that note, that's all the time we have for this episode. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this week's episode, episode 15 of Soccer Spotlight. On behalf of Ryan Campbell, I'm Anthony Heller. Thank you all for tuning in on WQSU-FM. We will see you next week.